Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. Hello everyone and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. So we have been doing uh, Jesus and his miracles this month on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. And if you are not um, with used to being here on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast, then welcome here. Uh, we do series um, in the Bible. Uh, we do different series um, in the Bible on Bible Talk Tuesdays. And then on Sundays, we also do series um, just about different topics and different principles that you can kind of apply to your life. And this month, we have been doing the I Am Grateful series. And so uh, with the I Am Grateful series, we've just been kind of trying to develop more of an attitude of just being more um, grateful for the different things that God has done throughout our day, not just um, just throughout our span of time. But if we begin to reflect over our days, we'll begin to see that the Lord has blessed us with much throughout the day. And so um, that's kind of what the I Am Grateful series kind of touches on a little bit. If you want to join me on Sundays for the I Am Grateful series for the month of November. In two days, you guys will get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, and hopefully I pray that you will have much to be thankful for, much to be able to give thanks for, and much to see how the Lord has been a blessing um, to you in your life. And so today we're going to talk about Jesus um, and just another one of his miracles. Last week we talked about um, Jesus and the 10 lepers and brought out a little bit about just, you know what, um, not only about the thing that they came back to say, thank you, the one that came back to say, thank you, but about the fact that Jesus gave them a word and they had to all act on that word that he gave them, um, in order to receive the miracle, um, of healing in order to receive the miracle of healing. And I hope that if you had, if you had tuned into that last episode that, um, you learned that, you know what, sometimes God is going to give me a word and it's up to the action I put behind what he has told me, um, whether or not I will receive um, what it is that he has um, granted me. And so um, I hope and pray that you do go after the blessings of God, that you do receive his miracles and different things like that. If this is not your first time joining me on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast, hey, y'all, hey, it's so good to um, have you here with me on today. Um, so I am recording this episode on YouTube. And so um, if you have been listening to the audio podcast, you can also go on YouTube at Lynn Stacy Studios to um, view the channel. Um, I have been posting my interviews and different things like that. But um, if you want to get the more of a visual approach, then you can also join me on YouTube. Um, so to my YouTubers, if this is your first time here on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast, welcome and hello. I'm so glad to have you here with me, um, tuning in to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. You can know that um, not only can you tune in on YouTube, but you can also follow me at Lynn Stacy Studios on Facebook and Instagram in order to be able to kind of receive more of the message and word of God, some encouraging words to kind of um, help God your day and just um, join in with me socially. Um, and so um, if you uh, also need to know that, you know what, you can go also listen on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, um, different uh, just platforms that you can go and listen to, into audio. And so we're going to begin here. Um, I always go to the word. Well, on Bible Talk Tuesdays, we always kind of get a message from the word of God so we can talk um, Bible, Bible stuff. Um, and so um, today we're going to talk about Jesus and this man that he met at the pool of Bethesda. Um, if you don't know anything about the pool of Bethesda, um, it was um, 
a pool of healing. And so we're going to read a little bit in the scripture concerning the pool of Bethesda. If you want to go with me to the book of John, that is in the gospels. It's in the New Testament. Um, the New Testament, there's Mark, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and then you find John. Um, the book of John chapter five, we're going to start at verse one, and I'm just going to read the scripture into your hearing. And then we're going to kind of just um, break down some different things and just kind of see um, exactly where it is that the Lord has led me concerning this scripture. Um, I never really looked at it um, like this, but um, I just, I appreciate God. It just seems like um, the more I've been kind of doing the Bible Talk Tuesdays, um, going into my Bible studies now. So if you want to join me for um, Bible studies, um, I'm going to be doing Bible studies on YouTube and you can, I'll post a little segment on my um on my Instagram pages um, so that you can know when a new Bible study is available. I did something called the SOAP method um, that I learned about. And I was like, you know what? This will be really cool to kind of do a Bible study with. And so um, I'm just kind of breaking down more than just about the SOAP method, but just breaking down how you can find different scriptures, especially if you're new to the word of God. You can break them down in a topical way. You can break it down in a way that, you know what? I just want to go and read a book. You can break it down in that way. And just kind of noticing just the different things that you observe. And so if you want to join me for um, not only Bible Talk Tuesdays and the different things that we have on with the Victoriously Anointed podcast, you can also join me for um, Bible studies on YouTube and I post the, um, the things. And when I get up to 100 subscribers on YouTube, then I'll be able to go live. I'm so appreciative of you guys. I was so happy when I saw that the podcast went from three to four subscribers to six. That is awesome to me. <laughs> um, I may not have all the ones that, you know, some of the other ones have, but the fact that some of you have chosen to link in to what it is that Lynn Stacy Studios is doing is amazing and is a blessing. I'm so appreciative of everybody. Um, and so, and then when I started back posting on my YouTube, not my YouTube, but my social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. I'm so um, excited about the growth that I have seen on there um, because I believe that the Lord um, wants this thing to grow. And so um, if he's put me at the, uh, for, the forefront and commissioned me to do this, then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to settle with boldness and I'm going to say, okay, Lord, let's do this thing. And so um, I'm so excited about what he's doing in my life. And I'm so excited about um, just getting the word of God out to you. And so um, here um, soon you'll be able to kind of um, join me in the kitchen and so um, I love to just um, not only talk a feast on the word um, but I also like to kind of um, try out my creativity in the kitchen and just different things like that so I hope and pray that you would join me for those things and so um, with the bible studies um, we'll be doing some um, hands-on projects and some um, some some crafts and different things like that so join me for the bible study <laughs> um, join me for the bible study I believe that God has a creative way of just doing things and so um, the fact that he allows me to be able to operate within creativity is a blessing. And I love being creative. I love um, just being able to just kind of do things in a creative way. And so um, this is artsy to me, just kind of being able to just um, do put different videos together and different things like that. Um, if you ever decide that you want to sow into um, the ministry that he has given me, um, you can always go on my um, RSS feed, my um my page, uh, which is www.lynnstacystudios.wixsite.com backslash media. And on my um, podcasting page, I have a button that says donate. And you can always um, donate if you want to see um, the Lynn Stacy Studios brand go further. 
and just um, really believe in what it is that the Lord is doing in my life and doing through um, not only the Victoriously Anointed podcast, but also through Lynn Stacy Studios. And so we're going to go this. Hopefully that gave you a little bit of time to get your Bible out, <laughs> to get your Bible out and go with me to the book of John. Um, go with me to the book of John chapter five, and we're going to start at verse one and reading uh, what it says concerning that. And it says, um, I got my Bible. It says, after these, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up from Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep, sheep gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever, oh, excuse me, you guys. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already, he, he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Now, there are a lot of different points that I want to bring out about this particular scripture. Um, so I had written down some notes concerning it, but as I began to read it, I began to see something else inside of this, um, this particular passage of scripture. And I'm just going to kind of share um, these thoughts with you. Um, the first thought that I'm going to share with you is the fact that this man was, uh, he was lame for 30. It says, hold on, let me make sure. Yeah, he was 38 years, 38 years you guys that's that's childhood that's that's um that's teenage stages that that's that's like going through the college ages that's going through um so many different um stages in life adulthood um you know in the 20 the livelihood in the 20s and um 38 years uh just being in this same condition this same predicament but what i got from this is the fact that his suffering is what allowed him to encounter God in the flesh, Jesus. Um, his suffering is the opportunity that created for him to have a one-of-a-kind experience. And we get to read about his story and one of the greatest stories ever told, and that is the story of Jesus Christ. Um, sometimes we go through different things in life and we have to suffer through some things and we have to go through some things that we don't necessarily like. Sometimes it's not fun. It's not, I'm pretty sure it wasn't fun for him. The fact that he was lame and having to depend on other people because of the condition and the predicament that he was in I imagine that you know what he was he was a man in that time and you know if you read about the different roles that men and women played in that time um, then you know that it was uh, of importance um, for him to be able to work and to do um, and so he could uh, have a, a, a wife I'm pretty sure that was um, dependent on him um, because of the simple fact that he was lame and so that limited him in what he could do I would say there were probably some opportunities that he missed out on simply because of the condition that he was in and so we find here where Jesus meets him where he is and this is what Jesus says do you want to be made well that was a simple yes or no answer and what did he do 
when Jesus asked this question, he did like we do sometimes. A, a lot of us do sometimes. He provided an explanation. The only thing Jesus wanted to know, do you want me to make you better? <laughs> sometimes that's all God needs to know in order for you to get your healing. Do you want to be made better? He don't need the explanation. He don't need the excuses. He don't need uh, just a different um, long detail sometimes that we try to give him. The only thing he wants to know is, it's a yes. Do you want to be made well? And so we find here um, that he begins to tell him a little bit of his story. Sometimes we go into our stories when the only when healing is sitting right there just waiting for us to answer. Um, and so this is what he says. Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. <laughs> he begins to complain about what this is what's been happening in my life. Um, and I don't have anybody to come and put me in the water. All he, and he, what he could have said was, he could have said, you know what? Uh, yeah, I want to be made well. Can you put me in the water? <laughs> but he didn't even do that. He had been in that predicament so long, so long that it dictated the answer and the response that he gave. But I know this man had faith. And let me tell you how I know that he had faith because he kept showing up. He stayed by that pool of Bethesda expecting that somebody is going to put me in this water and I'm going to be made whole. He could have been like, you know what? I'm just going to live out the rest of my days. I'm going to go sit beside the gate called Beautiful and I'm going to just beg for alms. I, I, I could go and sit outside the city gates. And I'm just going to beg for alms. And I'm going to accept the condition that I'm in and I'm not going to go by where the healing is. I'm not going to go to the place where this is. But no, he stayed by that pool of Bethesda for for 38 years um it says that i don't know if he, he sat there his whole life i don't know but i know for 38 years he was in this position and in this predicament and so we find i don't know how long he stayed by the pool bethesda but we know he had been there for quite a while and so since he had been there for quite a while um sometimes when we find ourselves in certain positions and predicaments for quite some time uh, we find that you know what uh, we do we do get a, into a little bit our talking um, sometimes isn't uh, I would say is a little bit of that of complaining um, our talking sometimes can kind of uh, uh, change from what we need to uh, change into excuses and change into why this and why that and so we find here he has, says I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up but while I am coming another steps down before me and I don't even know that he was complaining I was I would say maybe complaining isn't the right word but maybe we find here that he's explaining to him this is my situation this is my predicament this is why I'm not being able to be made well now he didn't go into all that but that's pretty much what, what I'm seeing here this is why I haven't been able to get my healing even though the healing is right there and so if Jesus was in this place this lets me know that you know there may have been other people everybody that was by the pool of Bethesda um, I don't believe was sick I believe some people were just watching, uh, watching to see um, what would occur when people did step into the water. So maybe they can celebrate them or just be able to see the miracle of the pool. Um, and so I, I, uh, I believe that there were people there that could have helped him. But you know what, guys, sometimes we get so caught up in our own selves that we, we get so caught up in what we need. We get so caught up in just uh, uh, just different things in life, whatever we get caught up in. Sometimes we aren't, we aren't even down, but we get so caught up in whatever it is that we got going on that we don't even take a time and reach out to somebody that is down. Um, and so that's why Jesus calls us to love because love is selfless. It is a selfless tool. Um, and against such, there is no law. There is no law against love um, because when you're doing things in love, it's always going 
going to be for the best interest, um, best interest of God, um, because in loving God first, the best interest of your neighbor, because if you're loving your neighbor as yourself, uh, then uh, you're loving them in the way that you want to be loved in. Um, and sometimes you may not always be loved in that way, but just to be able to produce that and give that to someone um, because it's something that you want to experience in your life. Do you want to experience forgive forgiveness? Then you have to forgive. Do you want to experience mercy? Then you have to show mercy. Do you want to experience someone um, maybe just um, surprising you with different gifts? Is that is that the way um, that you love? Then why don't you surprise other people with gifts and love your neighbor as you love yourself? And it's not just how you love yourself because sometimes we don't love ourselves in the way that we need to be loved in. Sometimes we don't take that time out. Sometimes when we are operating in selflessness, sometimes we don't take that time out to really love ourselves and take care of our bodies and and take care of our our just different parts and different needs that we do have but we do like have desire sometimes and sometimes it's just a matter of man this is something that i desire and so instead of just me just desiring it but this is something that i'm going to do to express love to someone else um and so sometimes it's you maybe not have had someone to tell you thank you in a while i don't know we're doing the i am grateful series so let me go there but you can express gratitude as a form of love and so um because the word tells us in all things give thanks for this is the will of christ jesus concerning you and so we find him at this pool of bethesda and the only thing he had to give Jesus was a yes that's it but he told him his story and I don't believe that there was any I don't, I don't know that there was anything wrong with that I don't know that there was anything wrong with that I'm not going to say that he was complaining because sometimes we do provide explanations for different things and so I'm just saying that sometimes you know what all God needs is a yes um, from us do you want to be made well do you want the blessing yes Lord do you want to be healed yes Lord do you want me to open the door yes Lord <laughs> sometimes God all God needs is that yes from your mouth and even though he didn't give him that yes even though he didn't say, yes, I want to be made well, even though he didn't necessarily say that he explained to him why he hasn't been made well. I don't need you to explain to me why you haven't been made well. I don't need you to explain to me why you haven't been made whole. I just want to know, do you want to receive it after 38 years of being lame? And so we find here what Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And I feel like even in that saying, him telling him to rise, take up your bed and walk. I feel like even in that, that was Jesus uh, stating that I'm here to help. I'm here to help. What does it feel like to you when you've been going for a long time, not receiving any help, not re everybody looking over you, looking past you, not even considering the fact that, you know what, you've been down for, I don't know how long and not even considering you, I'll just put it that way, not considering your ailment, not considering your suffering, not considering um, the fact that you've been going through it for quite some time. Um, how does it feel when Jesus extends the offering in the hand and says, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. And not only am I here to help, I'm here to provide the solution and the healing that you need. That's what I get out of rise, take up your bed, and walk. He gave this man a word and this man had to act on it. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if he felt the healing in his legs and his legs began to move. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a moment of excited unexpectancy. Is it not a blessing when Jesus gives you the unexpected things as well as the expected things? And so uh, the fact that he was by the pool of Bethesda showed me that 
you know what? This man has some level of faith. Um, he believed that he probably believed that one day someone I'm going to be able to get into this water first. I'm going to be able to receive my healing. I'm not leaving this pool. I'm going to keep coming because I know that this angel is going to trouble it. And maybe one day I'll be able to get into that pool and receive the walking that I need. Uh, um, and so uh, we, we that's what we find here. And so I'm going to read a little bit of the notes that I kind of have written down. Um, can you imagine being held in captivity as a result of an ailment for 38 years, surrounded by people who could potentially help, but being so caught up in their own need for healing? Uh, uh, this man found himself in this predicament, in a, in a place of no help for 38 years. He was there at the right place, but having to lean on other people to assist and finding none, to assist and finding none. Now, I don't, I don't know why. I don't know if he ever opened up his mouth and asked for help. I don't know if he just sat there and just expected people to respond. I don't know. But I do know that Jesus saw his need. Um, and, and it's a blessing when Jesus can respond to your need. He sees your need, even when other people don't see your need. Sometimes your need can be on open display and people will ignore it as if, and they'll have what you need. And they will ignore it as if, uh, as if it doesn't exist. And so sometimes when people find themselves sitting in great need, have you ever been in great need before? Sometimes when people find themselves in great need, sometimes it's like, um, after a while, it's like, I don't even know how to ask for what I um, need assistance with. I don't even know how to begin to express it because no telling how that must have affected his heart just to see that I don't have anyone to help. Um, because we know about the story about the, the four men that carried the lame man and they lowered him down into the roof. That man had four people to help. And I'm pretty sure, you know what, if you look at those two stories, it's like, man, have you ever known somebody and it seemed like you guys are sitting in the same predicament, but then you see them and it's like, man, they getting all this, this help and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm sitting in this predicament, I'm by myself and I don't, I don't have anyone there to help me. Um, and so I don't know how he got by the pool. I don't know if somebody uh, decided to drop him off there and just leave and just left him there and be like, you know what, you just stay here and get in that pool. Sometimes people will drop you off at the right spot, but then they won't help you get through, get through the, um, to, to, to complete the healing, to complete it is what you need. But thank God that somebody was there to, you know, that he, he got there. He got to the place that he needed to be. And so I would say that Jesus knows how to get you to the place where you need to be at the right time in the expected place. He knows how to get you there. Um, so how long have you been bound by something and you are in the right place around a multitude of people who could help, but have to watch as everybody else is healed and made whole? Have you ever had to just sit and watch? <laughs> let me add, let me get there. Because I believe some of us have found ourselves in that predicament. Have you ever been one that needed um, help but you had to sit and watch as everybody else received the healing. Um, and you had to watch for a long extended period of time. <laughs> uh, 38 years, y'all, that probably would have broke a lot of us. Because 38 years is a long time. That probably would have broke a lot of us. And he probably got, sometimes we get so comfortable in a certain position and predicament until it just, it don't phase me no more. This is just, this is just a normal facet of my life. Um, but that hope, that hope that reassures us that one day we will receive what it is that we're asking for um, keeps us going and standing in faith. That's why it's so important to have faith. Faith is the evidence of um, the substance of things hoped for, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And so this is why we can't allow hope to die because hope is a very important piece and component of faith. Um, it's a part of it. Um, and so um, Jesus being aware of his situation became the necessary help that this man needed in order to live his life after 38 years, live his life with some level of just what it means to walk and be free um, in, in his legs. <laughs> it does not matter how long you have been bound. What matters is, do you want 
the help that God is giving? Do you want to receive the help that God is giving? And so we see where this man is made well. We see where he's made well. This man's suffering, the longevity of it was a very thing that allowed him to be the, on, the, the only, he was the only encounter Jesus had at this healing place, at this healing pool. Because after he healed this man, we see where Jesus left. <laughs> Jesus got up out of there. <laughs> Can you imagine just a swarm of people who would have been around him? He would have been there probably all week. Because then those people that were healed probably would have left and then start more people probably would have started coming. He would have been there for who knows how long. He was the only one that Jesus healed at this pool. And so it was his suffering. It was his pain. It was his need that caused him to get the attention of God. Sometimes it's our suffering. It's our need. It's our place of lowliness that causes us to get the attention of the one who is able to hold us, of the one who is able to heal us, of the one who is able to provide for us. And so Jesus knows how to find you. He knows how to find you in the midst of a crowded place. He knows how to find you. He knows exactly where to look. He knows exactly where to look. There are many petitions that come up to heaven's gates. Is it not amazing when it's your turn to receive an answer? It, when it's your turn, can you imagine there are billions, billions of people in the world, you guys? <laughs> and so the fact that we can rely on um, um, the, the true and living God even though, Lord God, you have hundreds, thousands, millions of petitions coming up to you, you still respond to my one little bitty old prayer, my, my bunch of little bitty old prayers. <laughs> That's a blessing. That's a blessing. Many cries come up to heaven. Many hurts come up to heaven. Many ailments, many pains, uh, uh, much brokenness comes up to heaven. And the fact that God responds and is willing to respond to Every sincere heart is a blessing. You may not receive it in the time that you are expecting, 38 years, y'all. You may not receive it in the time that you were expecting, but it's a blessing when God begins to show you that I'm answering your prayers. I'm answering your prayers. I'm receiving your petitions. I'm receiving your requests. I'm receiving your supplications. I'm receiving your prayers and I'm answering. I'm answering. I'm answering. I'm answering. Uh, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. Sometimes Jesus just needs um, you to hold, just hang on in there. Hold on until your number comes up to receive exactly what it is you need from him. So that your, so that the glory of God can be revealed in your life at precisely the right time. This man, he, uh, this man had had this condition for 38 years. He will be healed, his healing. His healing has become part of the Jesus walking the earth story, the Jesus walking the earth movement, God in the flesh. He could have received his healing by way of the pool of Bethesda, but he received it by way of Jesus. <laughs> he received a greater blessing, a greater testament of a healing. And he was healed by the one um, who is healing. Um, that's a blessing, y'all. That's a blessing. Sometimes we'll be going through different things and we'll be suffering so long. Like, Lord God, can you just do it the way that everybody else gets it done? And Jesus is like, no, I want you to have a different type of encounter and experience with me. I need you to be a be a part of revealing a bigger, a, 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 the glory uh, uh, in, in your, in the, my glory in your life. 
sometimes we have to understand that sometimes our suffering is the thing that God needs in order to reveal himself as a healer. Sometimes our suffering is the very thing that God needs to reveal himself as a provider. Sometimes our suffering is the very thing that God needs in order to reveal himself as one who makes whole. Sometimes our suffering is the very thing that God needs to reveal himself to you and others around you and others around you because we find where after Jesus um, does his miracle, the man is walking around with his bed and he, he, he encounters these doggone uh, Pharisees, I believe. He encounters these doggone uh, jokers. <laughs> I'm gonna call them jokers <laughs> because this is the Sabbath day. And so uh, they asked him, they asked him, uh, why are you carrying your, your bed? This ain't lawful. And he told them about Jesus, but he didn't know Jesus' name. And, uh, the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well because he figured out that it was Jesus. Y'all, now this man had been bound for 38 years. I need you to celebrate me when Jesus bring me out of my suffering. Why are you asking me about, why are you asking me about uh, my condition and why I'm doggone carrying my bed? I'm carrying my bed because um, it was carrying me at first, but now I'm able to, um, I'm, I'm, I have overpowered the thing that was bounding me. That was, it was supporting me at one point in time, but now I'm able to carry it myself because God has strengthened me to be able to do it. Why are you worried about why I'm carrying my bed? <laughs> I'm like, why are you, you supposed to be celebrating with me? Let's go have a, a, a bed burning party to show that Jesus gave me the ability to be able to walk, but that Jesus gave me the ability to be able to overcome what was bound in me. Why are you worried about why I'm carrying my bed? <laughs> why are you worried about why I'm carrying my bed? I'm carrying it because God delivered me from it. <laughs> and now I'm going to have to go figure out what I'm about to do with this thing. I'm carrying it away. It once carried me, the thing that once carried me there was also, I was bound to it. I was bound to it. I'm now able to carry. I'm now able to carry. That's a blessing, y'all. That's a blessing. And so it didn't matter that it was a Sabbath day. Hey, God can heal on any day. <laughs> God can heal on any day. They told me it wasn't lawful. No, it's not lawful for you not to have loved me when I needed to be loved. That's not lawful. And so I hope and pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you on today. And I do hope and pray that you are able to make it a, uh, find something in there that you can apply um, to live every day. It's so important for us to express and show love. Y'all don't just leave people suffering and you see that they are need of help and you have the um, proper resources and uh, proper resources to, um, to help in the situation. Don't just do that. Don't forsake that responsibility. Don't do that. We have a responsibility to be helpers one to another. That's what the word tells us. We are helpers one to another. We are helpers one to another. And sometimes we forget about love and that's the most important thing that we need. Do you not know that that is the greatest commandment is love? Here you are, you doing all this stuff. you doing all this stuff to try to be good. But the thing about it is, I would rather be living in the greatest commandment because against love, there is no law. And so if I constantly find myself operating in love, how can I find myself um, sinful? <laughs> if I'm in love, if I'm in love. Not saying, I'm not saying in love, like, oh, I'm so, I'm just in love with you. I mean, if I'm abiding in love, <laughs> abiding me as I abide in you. And if you are abiding in love, then you are abiding in God. That's what the word tells us. Go to book first, first John, first John chapter five, read up on that love thing. You want to go read what love is? Go to first Corinthians chapter 13. 
love. It's important that we express and show love because when we show love, when we act in love, we're glorifying God in our bodies and in our lives. When we choose to be a help, even sometimes, you know what? Some of us have to um, know when to find the balance in helping people because sometimes we do overexhaust and overextend ourselves when we have a heart to love. Um, and so we do have to, some of us have to find the balance in it, but some of us just need to do it. Some of us have a hard time helping people. And we feel like, you know what, I'm going to go down to the shelter and I'm going to volunteer my services and that's helping. There's a people around you that need your help. They need you to encourage them. They need you to doggone cook a meal and invite them over for dinner. There's people around you that need your help. People around you. And if you would just pray, God, who can I be a blessing today? I'm not saying you got to pray that every day. But God, as I go through my journey in life, Lord God, show me who I can be a blessing to so that I can be a help, so I can be your hands and I can be your feet. So that you can, so that your Holy Spirit can operate and abide with me and through me. That's this whole love thing about love. I don't know. Um, I don't know uh, if uh, without that love and without that faith, because uh, we operate in faith, y'all. I, I just, I believe that that was a part of the principles that you need in order to make it through heaven's gates. Um, and so uh, if it was nothing more than I'm just trying to make it to heaven, so I'm going to love as much as I can. And Lord God, please don't let my heart harden while I'm out here helping people. I believe that God can help you with that. I do. Don't let your love go cold. cold. It says in that last days, the love of many will wax cold. Don't be one of the ones whose loves wax cold. Don't, don't be the one of the ones. Allow a soft place in your heart for God. Always allow a soft place in your heart for God, for God to be God and allow him to work on you. And where if you have uh, a place in your life where your love has gone cold, I'm going to go ahead and pray that the Lord will soften that place in your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for your many wonderful blessings. We thank you for the peace that surpasses all understanding, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for giving us the ability to be able to love, to express your glory in the earth. I pray, Father God, that you would just allow us to be vessels of light and love, Father God, allowing us to be able to express goodness in the earth, Lord God, through the avenue of love. Lord God, you said love is the greatest commandment. Loving you, Father God, first, and then loving um, our neighbors, loving ourselves, loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. Father God, give us the ability to, and the tenacity to, to do that. You are the great Father, and there is none like you in all the earth. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I pray that you will go forward and be blessed on today. Join me again, you guys, on next, this week, actually. Uh, Hello, I'm Lindsay. I encourage you to become part of the movement. And I hope and pray that the movement of making Jesus like bigger. You can find out more about the Making Jesus Bigger movement by following me on social media at Lynn Stacy Studios on Instagram and Facebook. You can purchase the T-shirt Making Jesus Bigger because we have been given victory in Jesus Christ on the website www.lynnstacystudios.wixsite.com/media by becoming part of the Making Jesus Bigger movement, we are choosing to be lights in the world. Be blessed in Jesus' name. And remember to always go forward and be blessed.